The Misused Psalm. Psalms 23 1-6. I have been hearing this psalm since I can remember. The problem comes from where I have been hearing this psalm used. Most of the time this psalm is used for funerals. Although I do agree that the message is a good one to convince people to think about the hereafter, it is also a good psalm to use other places. If this psalm is so good at inspiring people to think about their future, why not use it in a place where it will do some good for everyone? Many times, I have heard this scripture used when the person being buried was not a Christian, the scripture will not do that person any good. I can only remember this scripture being preached one or two times in my lifetime in a church service. Why do preachers avoid this scripture so often? I personally think this scripture should be used at least twice per year. I would like to see Psalms 23 used where it would do the most good, with the live people. The sheep owner frequently tends the flocks himself, but more often he delegates the work to his children, 1 Samuel 16 19, 1 Samuel 17 15, or relatives. We know that Jesus is the head of the church, Ephesians 1 22, but Jesus has so many flocks in the one congregation, he allows a family member, Romans 8 15, to lead the individual family unit, the husband, 1 Corinthians 11 3. In such cases, the sheep have good care because the keepers have a personal interest in the well-being of the family unit. When I was young I longed for the spring when the pastures turned green and the meadows brought forth their wildflowers. I don't think there is a more beautiful or relaxing place in the world. At least that was what I thought at the time. In my later years, I have found, not a place, but a book that gives me the same secure feeling and the same beauty I experienced in those green pastures. That book is the Bible, God's Word. After I became a Christian, I found that that the Bible should be used daily to comfort and encourage the family. God created both the man and woman in His image, Genesis 1:27, and when they sinned, God set into motion a plan to return them to His image. Without hesitation, God gave His only Son to die on the cross for our sins. The death of Jesus on the cross gave us the opportunity to keep silence in the world, Psalms 4-4, and not sin. The Bible teaches us to be still, Psalms 46-10, so we can hear His Word and learn to live for Him. What family household doesn't need that in their lives these days? This valley of the shadow of death we call live is the one thing that no one should have to fear. We fear our first years of school, we fear our graduation from college or high school, we fear marriage. Yes, there are many things in this life the world has taught us to fear. But God, tells us in His Word not to fear any of these things, Matthew 6 25-34, for He will be our provider. God has never said anything about making us rich, but He will never let us need for anything essential. I believe that Psalms 23 has more to do with the family than the dead. If we used it in the correct context, I believe it should be used to inspire the perfect wedding vows. These vows would be read by the husband and wife simultaneously. If I were to use it for the vows, they would read something like this. God is the shepherd of our household. He will lead us when we go to work and when we are together at home. We will have no need in our marriage, for God is our provider. We will study God's Word and allow God to comfort us in the green pastures of life. We will still our hearts to allow God to guide us every step of the way. He has restored our souls to His image through the death of Jesus on the cross. We will live the righteousness expected of someone in the divine nature of God. We will abstain from sin for His name's sake. As we walk through this valley called life, we will fear no evil for God is with us. His Word and His Church they comfort us. You send me out before the lost of the world to spread your Word. You anoint us with the oil of your faith and our hearts overflow with your love. With your help, our family will live in the goodness and mercy of your love. And we will live in the church with our brothers and sister in Christ forever. Amen. Who is guiding your marriage?
Church. A building used for public Christian worship. Synonyms. House of God middle. The Lord's House middle. House of Prayer. Church. A building for public Christian worship. Public worship of God or a religious service in such a building, to attend church regularly. The whole body of Christian believers, Christendom. What is the church and its function? The basic function of the church is to be involved in every facet of the life of the believer. Holding true to this mission, Christ looked at the needs of the people, provided it, and then begun to preach about the good deeds. Today, humans have acquired more knowledge than any other time in history. Science and medicine are going places never before imagined. We have bigger jets and cruise liners, faster computers, and helpful drugs for certain diseases are being discovered every day. Daniel envisioned a time when knowledge would increase, Daniel 12 4. We have much evidence today of our successes in these and many other areas. We have improved on just about every area of life. Every year Forbes magazine publishes a list of the richest people in the world. This list continues to grow longer and longer. More people can afford vacations, purchase houses, and buy brand new cars. Some car dealership will have cars for sale that can be purchased with 0% down. Life, overall, seems comfortable for most Americans. When life is good, most people tend to forget about church. Well, until something happens that turns their lives upside down. Personal or national tragedy, such as 9-11, seems to cause a major shift in people's assessment of church. It is a time when people flock to churches in droves. There is just something about churches that society finds in times of tragedy and hardship. This always fascinates me because the media and public, embrace church or, the idea of church, during a time of crisis, but in times of peace and prosperity, the church seems to become irrelevant again. Regardless of this double standard, the church keeps people grounded, flushing out the burden of life by providing a bedrock of faith and answers to humanity's deepest needs. The Bible says that the Lord only has one body, which is His one church. Ephesians 4 4-6 says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. The role of the modern church in the life of the 21st century believer is critical because it fills a void only the church can. It seems that every week, there is some type of national incident that is responsible for taking the lives of many people at one time. There are large accidents involving many cars on the freeways. There are mass shootings in churches, workplaces, supermarkets, picnics, and many other types of large gatherings. This is Satan's attempt at keeping people from loving one another. This is just another attempt at keeping people from spreading God's Word. Another attempt at breaking up the concept of church. If a car needs fixing, it is brought to the mechanic shop. If someone is sick, the health center or hospital is the best place to seek medical attention. Church is where people should go if they are in need of a spiritual fix. The church is really a hospital for sinners and not an exclusive club for saints. So why would someone want to attend church? Regardless of what is said about churches, people expect that their life problems can be addressed in some fashion or form. With all the weight and pressures of their world weighing down on their minds, people expect the church to provide Bible-based answers that no other institution can provide. God doesn't have a magic wand, God has a large number of disciples. God inspires these disciples to help those that need them. God uses His Word to heal, change lives, comfort, and yes to bring salvation to those who desire it. Don't look for a preacher that will bring a message every Sunday if you pay them. Look for a preacher that will inspire you to use your money to help those who need help. Not to make themselves look good, but because God tells us through His Son to love one another. The Church